Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, everybody, to the Tim Burns Show. I'm your host, Tim Burns, the common man with common sense and an uncommon desire to know the truth. This is the place you want to tune in to learn something new. If you learn something new every day, you'll keep senility away. Keep the electrons and the electricity running through the most important seven inches of life between the ears. And that's what we do here. We try and bring up, well, pieces of the puzzle that you normally don't hear. Now, what are we talking about today? What's going on tonight from a political point of view? Wow, I'm sure everybody's talking about it, and I should probably talk about it too, right? Well, that's not the focus of this show. That's not what we do here. Why should I mimic what everybody else is talking about? Just repeating analysis and perspective, and it hasn't even happened yet. I'm sure we'll get plenty of analysis and perspective after the debate that happens tonight. Should be very interesting, though. And on top of that, from a business perspective, tomorrow, the monthly jobs numbers come out. How many jobs have been created over the last month? And the unemployment rate will come out. So I'll probably have comment to make on that. Again, there's plenty of talk out there about the whole Republican debate. And I am not going to just try and carve out my own little unique niche in that regard. Because there's really nothing more to say. Everybody has basically said what there has been uh, to say. Well, I didn't quite have enough time yesterday regarding the whole focus of Obama's climate change, global warming, his executive action, trying to dictate that government has the answers for everything. We do have some Hillary news. So what we're going to do is we're going to go from our commander-in-chief and a wannabe climate scientist to the wannabe commander-in-chief Hillary because there's some news that broke on her. But let's do as quickly as possible and as thoroughly as possible. Look, I don't have a scientific background. I don't have any letters behind my name. I don't have any titles in front of my name. I am a common man, but I love to do homework. That's my pursuit of happiness. And the facts, the facts behind all of the, well, this story that's being told to us that, and again, the liberal mentality is if we don't do anything, climate Armageddon is upon us if we don't do anything. And we spent a lot of time on that tape yesterday. And I had my, of course, my two cents worth from the nickel seat comments all hour long. So I wanted to bring up how important carbon is Now, I had made mention that carbon is being used as a scapegoat, the most important ingredient. It is the sixth largest element in the entire universe. Carbon makes up 
20% of the human body. You know what the other 65% is? Oxygen. So 83% of our body is made of C and O. Carbon and oxygen. Now you tell me how much the human body needs. Where do we get our oxygen? Well, we get it from breathing. Where do we get our carbon? We get it from eating. And where do plants get what they need? They get it from what we breathe out. We breathe in oxygen. They take in what we breathe out, CO2. It is the cycle of life. Now, what, is, what they've done and what they've been allowed to do, and hey, I'm not going to fault the deadhead media for this because they're so unbelievably ignorant anyway. Add to that that they don't care. It's all about politics for them. Hey, the more control that one political party has, and as long as that deadhead media is out there promoting that political party, well, guess what? They get to go. The media, the deadheads get to get invited to all of the control factor parties and political uh, seminars, all the elite status that they've attained because they helped pull the wool over the American people's heads. Well, the wool is going to be pulled off of our heads here on the Tim Burns Show. Now, the website is timburnshow.com. Our phone number here at 810-KLVZ is 303-477-2473. Now, again, 65% of our body is oxygen. 18.5% is carbon. Two necessary ingredients. And what kicks everything into gear? What gives the energy to make all of the transactions of these elements and chemicals in our body? Well, it's sunlight. Sunlight is what provides that energy. Now, I had some things I pulled out that, hey, I learned something by just doing a little homework on this. And uh, I always enjoy light bulbs going off. So what we have with carbon, now, what they're attempting to do with this soliloquy of, of fantasy that's being perpetrated on us is they're attempting to take carbon, carbon dioxide, and then the pollutant, carbon monoxide, or all of the carbon-attached molecules that come from what? They come from the combustibility of carbon, of taking the energy we have and getting the explosions that they create the energy that we need in the Industrial Revolution. What happens when you burn something? You end up with carbon. What happens when you burn something that has pollutants in it? Well, you get carbon plus the pollutants. Carbon monoxide comes out of our tailpipe. Well, these power plants... Because look at the explosions they're creating to create the energies that we need. You know, I had made mention, I don't know if he's got a scientific facts right regarding the amount of, uh, of carbon output. Look, it's all about carbon output with him. You want to do away with carbon and carbon dioxide? Well, then let's just fold the tent up here on Earth and look for... Well, that's what science is doing anyway. We got the likes of uh, Stephen Hawking and all sorts of scientists who want to escape this planet. In fact, they think it's our only alternative going forward is just to escape our planet because we've ruined our planet. Well, Mother Nature 
has a lot more flexibility, adaptability, and she's got a lot of filters. And those filters came about from long, long ago when there really was no life, when these toxic output of volcanoes and the lavas, all of this stuff actually provided those ingredients once everything settled down for life to happen. All right, so what I want to do is get firmly set in your mind the fact that carbon, carbon dioxide, and carbon monoxide, and we'll just use carbon monoxide as the telltale pollutant that attaches itself, whether it's monoxide, whether it's the arsenics and the different toxins that come from burning fossil fuels. That gives us the energy we need. Our goal should be to do it cleaner and better. Do you know what carbon most provides? It is the biggest enhancement of soil there is. You know what pure carbon makes? It makes the best topsoil in the world. That's why at the end of the show yesterday, I mentioned if you've got a forest that's going to take 20, 30, 40, 50 years to decompose naturally, well, why don't you help the process along? Because the decomposition naturally is going to, over 40, 50 years is going to lead to what? It's going to lead to carbon. And where's that carbon going to end up? It's going to end up in the ground. And what does that do for soil? In or let's, I, I pick some of these things off and I'll just read them and then make some comment. Carbon is the basic unit for organic molecules. It would be impossible for life on Earth to exist without carbon. Carbon is the main component of sugars, proteins, fats, DNA, muscle tissue, pretty much everything in your body. Again, I made the analogy regarding a computer. You can have all the codes, folders, files, programs, all of that. If you don't have a microprocessor, the computer doesn't work. Same is true with carbon. Carbon is the microprocessor for organic life. Uh, let's see here. In order for carbon to flow, this is some pretty interesting stuff. And I, I just, you know, I'd love finding information that adds to my large meaning of life jigsaw puzzle. And again, what I like to do is I don't put and try and stuff pieces together just because I start out with a belief and only look for those pieces of the puzzle that fit that belief. No, I'm patient. And the more you put those pieces on the table, the more patience you have. Over time, they just naturally fall together. Now, what does carbon do from a plant perspective? Plant roots give off a vast array of chemical substances. They're all based on carbon. Carbon signals the microbes and it signals other plants. The most significant finding, this came from uh, this homework and study that's, and it also got into um, about farming and how to best farm land, how to actually get the most productive land possible when it comes to farming. And I didn't write this down, but at the end, uh, I was reading regarding the rotation of crops is so healthy because it keeps this whole carbon flow going. Carbon in soil 
is the best enhancement for water, for the ability for water to absorb. If you have no carbon in your soil, it's hard and it's compacted and it's not worthy of even planting. It is needed for soil structure and water holding capacity as well as for feeding the microbes involved in nutrient acquisition. Carbon is the brain behind all of what we know as life, whether animal life or plant life. Now, the, uh, at least from the flow of liquid carbon, this is pretty interesting because plants need carbon dioxide. And what they do is we breathe it out. That's why when you talk to plants, it's healthy for plants. That's because you're embedding carbon dioxide right onto the plant. They're absorbing it. And what does the plant do with it? The plant takes that and the carbon is then processed to be liquefied down into the roots. And this also, as plants live and die, these roots have that carbon remnant it goes right into the soil. Again, what we need to do with forests that are dead, just burn them. As long as we can do it safely, we will, t- all that ash that's burning, yeah, there may be some toxins in it, but every bit of ash is carbon. And if it floats down to the soil, well, you're enhancing the soil's productivity. So we've got it backwards when it comes to what we, what we need to do as far as understanding first and foremost the different relationships of how carbon, carbon dioxide, and yes, the pollutants. Understanding how important carbon is, the goal should be not to shut off the switch. Not to say we need to reduce carbon emissions. What we really need to do is we need to enhance carbon We need to find every which way to produce carbon, to make carbon more. Because if it lands on the land, it becomes the best topsoil there is. So how do we do this? What what our goal should be as far as when we have energy and its combustibility and it does have pollutants attached to it, the goal for science should be right now to make that emission coming from a power plant or coming from our tailpipe or coming from whatever that combustibility is, we should try and make it, I've always said this, do it cleaner and do it more efficient. If we do it cleaner, in theory, if we are able to separate all of the pollutants that are coming from wherever that combustibility is, wherever that energy is coming from, whether a power plant or from our car, if we can make it 100% non-pollutant, then we want to put our power plants right in the middle of the Amazon, right in the middle of forests. Why? Because if we've stripped away the pollutants from what is being emitted from these power plants and it's nothing but carbon coming out, well, then that's the healthiest thing we can do. So where's the goal? To turn off the switch? No. The goal is to keep pursuing the better mousetrap with with the object to be cleaner and to be better. And at some point, some kid in his garage 
is going to make the discovery that's going to free mankind. And first and foremost, it will free mankind from the ignorance that's being perpetrated by a commander-in-chief who is a wannabe climate scientist and has no understanding. And the timing of a great religious leader like the Pope falling hook, line, and sinker for the same thing. Boy, they got the one-two whammy. They got, they got government and they got church and state promoting this vanity of fantasies upon us. CO2 is free. The more we provide CO2, the more plants will have that which they can take in and that they can process and turn it back in to the richest soil. I've been through Iowa before they get to a planting season as it's tilled. You cannot believe in the Mississippi Valley, anything near the Mississippi, Iowa, all the way... It is unbelievable how dark that soil is. Why? Because you have water over however many, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of years when that Mississippi would flood and then it would retreat. Well, it's turning all of that because once that vegetation is under the water, it's going to start decomposing really quickly. And you keep doing that over and over, and what you have is the best composting process there is. All right, we'll come back. I'll finish up on this, and then we'll get to some highlight reel, basically, of politics and current events. Stick around on the Tim Burns Show here on 810 KLVZ. Tim Burns, Phenomenal Exhibit Services. You know, big business is done at these conventions. And if you are already participating in your industry's convention and somehow it just isn't working right, maybe your venue has moved from one city to the next and labor is a complete hassle. You know what it takes to have smooth logistics. I encourage you to give Nominal Exhibit Services a call at 303-901-9090. One phone call does it all. They manage the entire process. So again, take the hassles out. Call Nominal. 303-901-9090. Hey, John, what's up? Hey, Dave. I'm going to get Sue something from this really cool jewelry website. What's the special occasion? There isn't one, but I was talking to Hank, and he said he went to JT Jewelry and got Jill something. And funny story, he was watching a movie and heard the line, the key to a woman's heart is an unexpected gift at an unexpected time. He goes to JT Jewelry and not only got her a pair of earrings, he got her a pendant too. He gives her the earrings and she loved them. A few minutes later, he gives her the pendant and tells her, let's go to the jewelry store and get fitted into a necklace that's just the way you want it. He got her two pieces of jewelry? Yeah, he said the prices were so good he couldn't resist, but the story gets better. They went to a company outing and the boss's wife saw the pendant and just loved it. Jill was a hit of the party. That must have made him feel good. Good? Hank said the night might have been even better than his wedding night. (laughs) (laughs) What's that website again? JT-Jewelry.com All right, welcome back to the Tim Burns Show here. A couple more highlight statements here. Uh, Carbon, the flow of liquid carbon. Remember, the plant takes it as a gas and converts it 
breaks it down, separates the carbon from the oxygen, and the carbon gets liquefied down into the roots, and that's how you get new topsoil. Another way is fire. Fire acts as, I'm just reading this, fire acts as a rapid mineralizing agent that releases nutrients instantaneously as contrasted to natural decomposition processes, which may require years, in some cases, decades. And the last thing I wanted to uh, point out here is we got that one done. Uh, Carbon, my... Uh, Oh, here we go. Uh, Regarding the CO2, if a plant, the more CO2 we have, the more efficient a plant works also. And the more efficient the plant works, the more efficient it is at processing the carbon into its roots and creating the topsoil we need. It also, CO2 is free. If a plant photosynthesizes faster Now, how does a plant photosynthesize faster? Well, sunlight is the main ingredient of that process, and you got to have an abundance of CO2, this poison, supposedly. It's going to have more CO2 helps to photosynthesize faster. It has a higher sugar content and a higher what they call in the industry, agriculture industry, a BRICS level. Once BRICS gets over, B-R-I-X, over 12, the plant is largely resistant to insects and pathogens. If science had their head screwed on right regarding this whole idea of the difference between carbon, carbon dioxide, and carbon that's attached to pollutants, and separate them all instead of lumping them all in one and saying, well, because carbon attaches itself to pollutants, we have to do away with carbon. We could actually do away with lots of fertilizer, not fertilizers, but lots of of the chemicals needed that we spray on plants to protect it from insects. If you create a healthy plant, it does that by itself. So I hope I presented this in such a way where uh, hey, I was learning at the same time, too. I have, I understand that there's a difference between carbon, carbon dioxide. I understand the relationship. We breathe out carbon dioxide, plants take it in, and it's a beautiful life cycle that happens. And in that uh, article that I have on timburnshow.com, I am a uh, climate, why I am a climate skeptic, he goes through the fact that we are actually at too low of a level we actually want to produce more carbon dioxide. we actually it would be better for plant life in total and if it's better for plant life the more plant life happens what is the result of that the more oxygen there is our goal again to summarize is to understand carbon the difference between carbon carbon dioxide and carbon pollutants and to have the goal of creating 100% pollutant-free carbon emissions. That's the goal, not to shut it down, not to do away with... Look at coal. Coal is that result of it being... If you look at a, let's say, a uh, forest fire, 
And what do you ha- what do we use to barbecue? Well, not anymore, but we used to use charcoal. Charcoal is that burnt result and it's used to as a fuel. The same is true with the energy consumption and what it produces. It produces carbon. Coal is carbon rich because it's all that plant life that's decomposed and then it's pressed really hard because it's underneath layers upon layers. Or you can go to a bog and you can see that process taking place on the surface. These are all natural processes that we need to understand, not think that we can dictate and control. (laughs) I tell you, one of these days, science is going to get fed up with all of the, well, with all of the vanity of fantasies that it's believing more and more and and get back to square zero and start all over again and put the basics up on the blackboard and start the homework process again. All right, so I think we've covered that. Let's get to a little news. Now we've got, obviously, we have the president, the commander-in-chief wannabe climate scientist, and we've also got the wannabe commander-in-chief. And she has some big news that came out. Remember I talked to you about the whole idea that they were up in arms in the Clinton camp about, and Jen Palmieri out there again today spewing the same thing, ignoring the fact that the FBI and the Department of Justice are now involved in a, quote, criminal so when the justice department i mentioned that yesterday or the day before when the justice department had come out and there is the new york times reporter standing there with the announcement from the justice department on their steps and she said oh wow it's a criminal investigation okay i'm taking that back to my newspaper i'll write about that and then the clinton camp up in arms saying no it's not a criminal invest and then the department of justice saying oh uh, you know we were mistaken It's really just a basic investigation, not a criminal investigation. This isn't a referral, a criminal referral. Well, obviously, I think somebody let the cat out of the bag too quickly because the whole time it is a criminal referral. And they're looking to get every kind of bit of information. And David Petraeus, two years probation, $100,000 fine. This is not a bridge, and I'll get to the story, but I did one. I heard, I heard, uh, I can't remember where I heard it, but you know the Clintons, they are such givers to charity. I don't know if you heard how much they've given to charity in 2014, or maybe this was over a couple-year period of time. Maybe it's 2011, maybe. They've given away $15 million to charity. You got to take your hats off to them. I didn't think they had it in them to give away money to charity in that amount. Is it 10%? Did they make 150 million? Is it 20%? Did they only make half that? 75 million? Or is it only 5% and they've made three, four, or 500 million dollars over that period of time? Well, I'll tip my hat to them and give them credit for donating 15 million dollars until you look. (laughs) <laughs> below the below the headline on that, they gave fifteen million dollars. Guess where they gave all but two hundred thousand dollars. So fourteen million eight hundred thousand dollars was given to who? The Clinton Foundation. 
So they gave their entire charity gave to themselves. On top of that, they get all the write-offs involved. This was a one shrewd way to get all of their stuff written off and to have, I, I tell you, when you are plugged in into the elite status and understand and have those team people taking care of you from a tax perspective and walking you through all the loopholes, wow, can you take advantage of stuff? All right, so I thought that was kind of cute, and we're going to get some uh, sound on uh, the president here. It's real short. It has to do with his speech yesterday and make a couple comments on that. Stick around on the Tim Burns Show. Clarkson and I've toured the country dozens of times and there's one thing I see everywhere childhood hunger the sad truth is that 17 million kids struggle with it that's why the feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers up surplus food and gets it to hungry kids join me in supporting feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org to help solve hunger in your community and to find your local food bank visit feedingamerica.org brought to you by feeding America and the ad council as internet technology advances, so does the threat of cybercrime. In times like these, we must protect ourselves from cybercrime. Antivirus software, firewalls, and security patches are just the beginning. Never open suspicious emails and only navigate to trusted sites. Protect your child by installing parental control software and monitoring their computer use. To learn more about cybercrime, visit ncpc.org or contact your local law enforcement agency. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Tim Burns for DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. Are you looking for an adoptable pet that's been rescued from abandonment or abuse? You know, there's a lot of different dogs out there. You can get a dog that goes from abandonment and abuse to a cage and then to you. That will never happen at DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. Why? Because they have a great rehabilitation system that helps the animal find who itself is. So I encourage you, anywhere on the front range, if you're looking for a dog, go to DoggyDogWorldRescue.com. to the Tim Burns show here before we get to Obama tape and it's I think it's a minute and a half long uh, I really didn't listen to it too thoroughly to put down any uh, comments so we'll just see as uh, he makes his comments what comes to the forefront of my mind but I wanted to get to well this is <laughs> with hardball I tell you I could spend all day with the pure comedy that Chris Matthews provides on his program, you might think that I must watch all five hours of his show on a weekly basis. I will turn the program on, and it doesn't matter when I turn it on. There's always some comedy to make comment on. So I want to get to this dovetails right into the whole Iranian deal. And here you had the president again in this speech that went on and on talking about, just like he does with climate change, talking about either or. If we don't do something, Armageddon is upon us. We'll have to go to all-out war. 
we'll have to take the extreme measure. And this is actually defining of the way a liberal thinks. This is how simplistic. They are purported to be so smart, so elite, with all the schooling behind them, with all the letters after their name and titles in front of their name. And yet when you really listen to them and hear what they're laying actually on the table, they are so simplistic of mind. Well, Hardball, Chris Matthews, and... uh, Come on in, you psycho. Yeah, we're inviting Chris Matthews onto the show for a few minutes here, and, well... I was just admiring your cage. But you pretty good. And once we get done, I'm sure we'll have to... Out of the way, Dobie. What was that? Out of the way, Dobie. All righty then. So Chris Matthews has a couple of guests on. One's a Dem congressman, all in support of the deal. He's from Michigan, I believe. And the other one, now usually, if you're used to watching Fox, they will have point-counterpoint. They will have a conservative versus liberal or Republican versus Democrat. They're always trying to get the two sides of the argument. And so he introduced the Dem congressman. I, I knew I've seen him before on another show. And then here comes a Jewish group spokesman on him thinking, well, this should be interesting. Let's see what the Jewish group spokesman, the Jewish group spokesman was completely for the deal and actually said everybody he's talked to in Israel is completely behind the deal because the deal accomplishes the goals and it's a good deal for Israel. I'm assuming he did not talk to Netanyahu regarding that. But here was the key, and this is uh, the hardball. Uh, Chris Matthews has been touting this, and it fits into the typical. We don't do anything. Here's the extreme that's going to happen if we don't do anything. His line is, look, this deal is 10 years. It delays Iran getting a nuclear bomb for 10 years. If we don't do anything, now Obama said it's six months down the road before they have the bomb. Well, Matthews, he takes it, he makes it even more critical. It's two months. So what do we do? We either vote for the deal and it's 10 years and two months before they have a bomb or we vote, don't vote for the deal and two months later, they're going to have the bomb. Here's the biggest problem with that is that they need the money. They need money. You've heard me mention that we are about to fund. Now, Ted Cruz actually came out, and he's been, this is um, something he's been saying too, and you've heard it here on this program, is that Ted Cruz's actual line is, we are now the largest sponsor and funder of Islamic State-sponsored terrorism in the world. We're the biggest chunk of change for Iran to continue what they've had a goal since 1979. All political parties in Israel are against the deal, contrary to what John Kerry has been saying, and obviously contrary to what this guest on Hardball, I guess he's only talked to a few people, and he probably actually knew the answer of those people, and he's able to come to the Chris Matthews show and say, I can't find anybody who doesn't think this is a grand deal, that this is a great deal. The only thing that's held Iran back 
is sanctions. The only thing that's held Iran back is the money to be able to move forward with their goals. And what are their goals? If, if you don't know what Iran's goals are, it's the destruction of Israel. And in essence, it's the destruction of the United States of America. So here we got, uh, let's see, it's about a minute and a half, almost two minutes of the president giving his, well, something I guess he's just never going to be challenged with by the deadhead media of our day and age. I recognize that resorting to force may be tempting in the face of the rhetoric and behavior that emanates from parts of Iran. It is offensive. It is incendiary. We do take it seriously. Well, that's not actually what you have been doing is taking. The only thing serious you've been taking is you need this piece of paper for your legacy. And you know what? When, he, when push comes to shove, and if this deal goes through, it, it, it will be an Obama legacy, but not the way he's viewing it. It's not going to go into his uh, list of accomplishments. It's going to rise to the top of the list of, well, things that are not in the best interests of the United States of America. But superpowers should not act impulsively in response to taunts or even provocations that can be addressed short of war. Just because Iranian hardliners chant death to America does not mean that that's what all Iranians believe. In fact, it's those... You know, that brings up, again, and the prime example is Iraq, is that once we gave them the cover, once we provided for the common defense and helped to ensure their domestic tranquility, the voices of their people actually started to rise. The voices of the Iranian people can't really rise because if they start to rise, what's going to happen? They're going to find themselves in the same circumstances as, well, our four hostages that this president couldn't care less about because if he did, he would have put him on the table as the first and only red line to continue negotiations past that point. They're cheering for an Iranian people that can't do anything about it. Oh, but Obama said it and it sounds so profound, doesn't it? In fact, it's those hardliners who are most comfortable with the status quo. It's those hardliners chanting death to America who've been most opposed to the deal. They're making common cause with the Republican caucus. Now, this has been getting a lot of commentary all across. Well, not from the deadheads, of course. It wasn't covered at all today. But it has been getting commentary from, if, you, if you're looking out there, you can see... Did he just do what I think he just did compared the Republicans to the terrorists of Iran that are state-sponsored by the Iranian government? Did he really just do that? Well, the answer is yes, he did. And we're going to listen to this again to deeply embed it into at least 
the minds of the listeners here on the Tim Burns show. And this, you know, this isn't just a political line. Obama actually believes this stuff. He really, this is deep in his fiber. This is how he views political adversaries. They're not adversaries. They're not somebody to be, well, to reach across, discuss issues, and hammer out things that actually will accomplish some goals. No, he really believes what he is saying here. Let's try this again. It's those hardliners chanting death to America who've been most opposed to the deal. They're making common cause with the Republican caucus. Do you hear the crowd? They were not sure to begin with how to react to that one because they got it. And so here you had a hesitation in clapping Is that the kind of crowd you surround yourself with, Mr. President? That's who you put in. Oh, this is an American University venue. So are there students in there? Or is this one of these plugged-in audiences that he needs because he doesn't need anybody shouting from the audience protest-wise? I... (laughs) The Republican caucus. And the cheering. The majority of the Iranian people have powerful incentives to urge their government to move in a different, less... They may have powerful hopes, wishes, and dreams, but they have no power. Their we, the people, is powerless. You cannot compare the citizenry in Iran with the same political abilities as we have here in America, but yet... That's the simplistic way he looks at things. If And we've been touted this over and over from the liberal mindset for years and decades. Hey, if a people really want it bad enough, they can step up for themselves again. There are times when a we the people cannot step. They need help. The formula is the same. You establish justice. You ensure domestic tranquility. You provide for the common defense. And only getting through those first three bases in the diamond of freedom, in the baseball game of freedom, you have to touch every base first before you can start to promote the general welfare. And why would you do these things? That's how you score in freedom. That's how you score a run in baseball. That's how you score a run. And what is scoring a run in freedom? Securing the blessings of liberty. David Petraeus did that in the biggest hellhole on earth, Fallujah, Iraq, when they finally figured out this is the way we need to do things. Yes, the coalition authority that first was there under Paul Bremer, it was not a good model. They were reaching, they were... And they allowed, they thought that the people themselves, just like he's talking, Obama's talking about right now, hey, if they want it bad enough, they'll step up. Well, Bremer kind of took that same attitude. And the administration hoped that somehow this power of the people in Iran would step up to the plate. But there was too much chaos. There was too much violence. Zarqawi, 
Al-Qaeda in Iraq was making sure, even through that first election, the threat of being killed, if you show up to a poll and vote, 17 million purple thumbs later, they had their primitive constitutional republic. Women were able to escape their neighborhoods and find this safe home called their brand new constitutional republic. A third of those elected were women. 13 centuries in one election took place. The advancement of 13 centuries took place. Well, there was still problems in 05, 06. We were losing grasp because we didn't have the formula. We weren't using the formula that's laid out right in the preamble of the Constitution of the United States. How do you become a more perfect union? You have to establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare. That's how you secure the blessings of liberty. And why do you want to secure the blessings? In order to form a more perfect union. There's the goal. So David Petraeus went step by step and created in a short period of time the worst place in the world to be and created peace. And that peace that was created showed those people around that, wow, accomplishment can happen. Petraeus followed the formula street by street, block by block, neighborhood by neighborhood. He encouraged that relationship between the people in the neighborhoods and our soldiers. Hey, we just cleared it. The old style was we clear the deck. We, we have to go on to the next phase. And then you just hope that somehow that neighborhood stays peaceful. Well, they didn't do that under the Petraeus plan, under the surge, as it's called. What they did is they stayed there. And the relationship between our U.S. military and the locals, the neighbors, the neighborhood, they saw the progress taking place. And it was huge progress that was taking place. There's the formula. Obama doesn't understand that formula. We, the people of Iran, can't step up for themselves. They'll find themselves, well, like anybody who disagreed with Saddam. Middle of the night, your door gets Kicked, kicked down, and you are never heard from from your family again. You don't think that's true in Iran? Look what they did. The silliest of reasons, at least from our point of view here in the United, the silliest of reasons, and they're holding these people in prison. That's how fearful they are of free speech and freedom. Jeez, I didn't even get through this. Provocative <laughs> uh, direction. All right, let's let's. I think what do we got there, Doctor J? All right, let's break it up here. We're we're gonna come back for the last segment. We'll let him finish up. Stick around.
Tim Burns for nominal exhibit services. The convention business is big business. Why? Because big business is done at these conventions. 20%, 40 half the business for the entire year can be done at these conventions. If it's time for your company to step up and you just don't know where to start, I encourage you to call nominal exhibit services. Not one company does it all, but one company takes care of all the logistics, and that's nominal exhibit services. Call them at 303-901-9090. Hey, John, what's up? Hey, Dave. Remember Hank's story about the key to a woman's heart is an unexpected gift at an unexpected time? Yeah, you were right. JT Jewelry does have some really cool stuff. So I did what Hank did. Got Amy two pieces of jewelry, and she loved them. And that special touch of going together to the jewelry store to get her pendant just the way she wanted it worked like a charm. Next time you see Hank, tell him thanks. I will, but let me tell you another story. I saw Bill, and he looked like a truck had run him over. I asked him what was wrong, and he said he went to a bunch of other jewelry stores looking to get a gift for Jean. And they had all the same stuff, and it was nothing but bling by all the same designers. He stepped up to the pump, spent a pretty good penny, and gave it to her, and she loved it. So he was a hero. Yep, but only until they went to a wedding reception a few days later. As people were introducing themselves, a lady came up, and they both noticed they were wearing the exact same pendant. Youch! Yep, he's been in the doghouse ever since. I'm gonna guess you told him about jt-jewelry.com. Yes, I did. Come back for the final turn of the Tim Burns show on Thursday afternoon here. And let's just finish up with Obama's tape. There's only about 30 seconds left here and see if I can make any other comment or maybe I'll just let it play and let it fester in your minds. The wisdom, the courage that Obama has to put this deal on the table. And again, this will be his legacy. This will be another moment of legacy for him if this deal goes through. And this deal can't go through. This, we need to start it all over again. All right, here we go. Urge their government to move in a different, less provocative direction in that are strengthened by this deal. We should offer them that chance. We should give them that opportunity. It's not guaranteed to succeed. But if they take it, that would be good for Iran, it would be good for the United States, it would be good for a region that has known too much conflict, it would be good for the world. It's going to be good for the world to give Iran as much money as they need to fund their number one investment that they have. What is that investment? State-sponsored terrorism. And if you think that we're going to have any accountability, that we're going to be able to go over there and hold Iran accountable, all you have to do is to have listened day after day after day of Iran's comment. Do they show any fear about putting out the kinds of comments that they make? No. Why? Because they know Obama is a paper tiger. They know that all he wants is a piece of paper. And as much as they say and do and show us that they're going to ignore the agreement no matter what, like they've ignored however many agreements, UN agreements in the past, they just go on the way they want. And so this is just, 
actually, this isn't even a bump in the road for Iran. This is actually really helpful because hes they've got the president of the United States, a president of the United States, promoting this to the rest of the world. You heard him right there at the end. I can't play it again because I X'd it out. <laughs> All right, let's get to some headlines here uh, as we head towards the end. X Intel. This is this is about um, this is about Hillary Clinton, the emails, the relationships, uh, her staff people who get special designations. They're all in a pretty good pile of trouble right now because the FBI is investigating Hillary's emails as a criminal probe. It is definitely a criminal probe, said the source. I'm not sure why they're not calling it a criminal probe. This goes back to what I had mentioned, and I never really heard anybody else mentioning it, the fact that Maggie Haberman of the New York Times was told by the Justice Department that this is a criminal investigation and then got a phone call saying, oh, our mistake. Well, apparently the pressure created by whoever Remember, the Justice Department is not its own entity under Obama. They are not independent. Anytime they come up with something as far as a criminal, it's it's a situation of last resort. So now we have ex-Intel officials saying her security clearances need to be revoked and yanked. What does the Clinton response Another headline, right-wing smear attack. Everything's a smear attack. I can't even imagine having her and Bill back in the White House with all of that power, knowing what they... Maybe this is what this is all about. Maybe this is... Well, let's see if they can survive getting through this. Again, if Biden jumps in, he's only going to take votes away. From Hillary, he's not taking any votes away from Bernie Sanders. This could be really fun, actually. As fun as what we're seeing with however many, 17 Republicans. Obama compares Iranian hardliners to Republicans. Well, we just heard that. Admits unfrozen cash will fund terror. They know what Iran is going to use the money for. It doesn't bother them. Intel warns Iran already sanitizing nuke site. I read a little bit of this article. They're plowing. They're covering. If, is this the one site that will give total approval for the deal to go forward? See? See United States? See UN? See what we've done? We're clean. Oh, you want to go here, there, and everywhere else? Sorry. This is the only site you get to see. Intel, uh, Netanyahu says the deal will bring war. Democrats are under pressure. This phone call he had, this conference call Obama had with thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people was part of the pressure. Democrats are under pressure to stay silent about this deal. And Kerry is advising us as this wisdom-like man of the State Department that, hey, don't, his words, quote, don't screw the Ayatollahs. In other words, get the deal done. 
Iranian warship points weapon at American helicopter. Hmm. Wow. Iran's really trying to be a player in this, aren't they? Yeah, sure. Uh, what we've got here is uh, more looking into Hillary email system. A staffer who was on the payroll of her political action committee actually set it up at her home. This is, I mean, this is David Petraeus and his emails with that lady on steroids. They shouldn't be allowed to survive this. Biden versus Clinton. It's a battle for Hollywood begins with dueling fundraisers. The Humabai... the, the right-hand person for Hillary, her controversy is still ongoing. Obama admits administration is touting... Oh, we, we'll start this off tomorrow. I'm really sorry I didn't get to this story. You wouldn't believe... I've mentioned the work program, the work visas, five and a half million. You won't believe the new stats that have come out. Quote, a real shadow immigration policy that's gone on you will not believe the numbers tensions flare in minute these are uh these are these are headlines regarding the amount of refugees coming into the country texas police see rise in fake documents among illegals arabic is the top language for refugees inside the usa Buffalo, New York has resettled nearly 10,000 people. Tensions are flaring in Minnesota. And to top it off with a nice cherry on top of the Sunday, Obama administration touts the, quote, path to citizenship as a tool for combating Islamic terrorism. You want to talk about warped? All right, everybody. TimBurnsShow.com is the website. Don't forget to tell someone you love about the Tim Burns Show. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.